0: Today I might be a little bit like a pinball um, in my thoughts and in my movement here. So this morning I was sitting here praying um, and John and Jim were here with me and I couldn't help but interrupt us by saying that at that certain time of the day, early in the morning, there was just this glow, this light, and it was all concentrated on Jesus in the tabernacle. And John had mentioned that moments just before that, it was illuminating our Blessed Mother, the statue of our Blessed Mother right here. And it's kind of moved here and then came right over there. And, you know, I was struck by that. You're struck by that and the, and the readings and everything. You're like, how appropriate that really is. And it was amazing just that the idea, okay, so the Holy, Sp- the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary. And she's holding Jesus within her, within her womb. She's a temple holding Jesus herself. In, today, today we hear from Corinthians 3, 1 something or other. But 1 Corinthians 6, 19, just a little bit later. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you. So this tabernacle, this little temple that holds Jesus, we receive it and we become temples of the Holy Spirit, temples of God that we actually receive him within ourselves. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, it was just, I don't know, sometimes these things hit you, and sometimes, again, like I've said many times before, there's these physical things that happen sometimes that remind us of this grace that we don't, we don't really always see, or we don't always feel, and there's more, and there's more to come, I tell you. And so, at the end here, when we're looking at the end of that first reading from Corinthians, It's kind of an amazing thing about our work out in the vineyard. Uh, The other day, I went to do um, an anointing, and the family had responded and said, gosh, you know, my mother took this this crazy positive turn, um, just, you know, for the better, cheerfulness and everything like that, after father came. And for some reason, I couldn't help but think—it's just like you mean after she received the anointing of Christ. It wasn't really like after after Father came, and that's what we hear right here. Therefore, neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God, who causes the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one, and each will receive wages in proportion to his labor. For we are God's co-workers. You are God's field, God's building. So all of those things kind of come together in one. We're God's field, God's building, and then we receive him because we are temples of the Holy Spirit, and that's what makes us one. So again, it it wasn't that Father was there. It was that the Spirit of God anointed that sick person in that moment. That's a humbling thing. It's a humbling thing to realize that we're, that we're just kind of these, these humble instruments working in God's vineyard, in God's life. And then one thing that I often talk with many people about, and since, since I, I studied spiritual theology specifically, I'm more interested in these things too. And many of you here at Daily Mass are very interested in your own spiritual progress and spiritual growth. And so one thing that really strikes me In our gospel today is right here at the end of the gospel. At daybreak, Jesus left and went to a deserted place. The crowds went looking for him, and when they came to him, they tried to prevent him from leaving them. But he said to them, to the other towns also, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God, because for this purpose I have been sent. So in that particular situation, One of the things I think is so important about that is what all of us struggle with in our spiritual life, in our walk with God, is that they tried to prevent him from leaving because that was the consolation that they felt. Jesus being with them, Jesus actually being present with them was the consolation. So they're like, don't leave, you know, don't leave us. And that's exactly what all of us do in our spiritual life. Because everyone who has had one of these moments of actual grace, we have kind of those two distinctions, habitual grace and actual grace. Habitual grace is the grace that kind of falls upon humanity because they are under the banner of heaven. They are under the umbrella of heaven. Like when it rains, we all get wet. God's grace rains over the whole earth because this is his creation. But actual grace is like that moment, almost like that moment this morning where God comes down and it is, it is you. There is something that he implants in your heart in that moment that you're like, ah. and I think that's probably why many of you are here at Daily Mass. Usually you experience something so personal of God's grace that you're like, I, I can't go back. I, I, you know, I need that experience. And that really is what we refer to in the spiritual life as consolation. And that's what everybody was experiencing when they had Jesus in his presence. So they kind of grasp at him. And the same thing happens uh, to Mary Magdalene after the resurrection. What does he say? You know, don't, don't cling to me. Don't grasp at me. He says it's necessary... For him to actually go out and do this other work and so in our spiritual life the consolation and the desolation they really are necessities um you know the consolation is sort of like i guess the thing that keeps us realizing that the lord is we is real and that he's actively working in our life but the desolation Often makes us realize how much we actually need Him. It, it humbles us to the core because it's the thing that makes us completely reach out to Him and say, "Don't leave me." But while you're experiencing it, it's terrible. It's a terrible, terrible feeling, and everybody wonders, "Well, how long did it last?" And sometimes people ask me that, and I have no idea. And that's the hardest thing for me, um, you know, as a priest is. I, you know, I wish I, wish I knew, uh, but, but I don't really know, and none of us really do. But the important thing is that they're both necessary. And there's great, great saints who talk about this and write about this. Of course, in our own time, Saint Mother Teresa is famous for that. You know, having this unbelievable moment of actual grace that creates this unbelievable mission of her life but then experiencing a great, long, long, long period of desolation. But it's in our perseverance, our perseverance, to keep moving forward towards heaven. That's where the rubber really meets the road. It's not so much in the consolations and in the desolations, but it's in the perseverance to continue to get to heaven. They really are both necessary. But of course we prefer the consolations. <laughs> I'm just like everybody else. It feels amazing. It's an amazing thing to be truly touched by the light of God like that. But don't let the desolation discourage you. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep moving forward. We have to keep moving forward. Just like what Jesus was doing in that mission. He saying, like, I have to keep going in preaching the gospel. And so that's the message for all of us today is keep going. God bless you all.